Welcome into your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast for the rest of your Friday, sunny with highs 55 to 60. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear. Lows in the mid-30s. North winds up to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the southwest after midnight. Saturday, sunny with highs in the mid-60s. Southwest winds up to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the south in the afternoon. Saturday night, mostly cloudy. Lows 40 to 45. Southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday, breezy. Partly cloudy in the morning, then clearing. Highs 60 to 65. West winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Sunday night and Monday, mostly cloudy. Lows 40 to 45. Highs 65 to 70. Monday night, windy and partly cloudy. Lows around 40. Tuesday and Tuesday night, mostly clear. Highs 65 to 70. Lows around 40. Wednesday and Wednesday night, partly cloudy. Highs 70 to 75. Lows 45 to 50. Thursday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, highs 70 to 75. The Box Elder School District Board of Trustees, who passed an indefinite school closure on March 14th, have announced they are officially going to remain closed for the rest of the school year. The board stated that the virus is not gone yet and classes will remain online, but despite this, they are still planning on celebrating and honoring all 2020 graduates. The board wants students and faculty alike to continue to stay focused and finish out the online school year strong. For more information, call 352-4195. Montana State University Northern announced on Thursday they will continue current COVID-19 safeguards until the end of the academic term or May 8th. These guidelines include the continued closure of the Armory Gymnasium and the MSUN bookstore. The library and other services will be available, but by appointment only. Also, all campus events are not permitted and students are asked to avoid any type of group congregation. MSU Northern says they will be working towards reopening the campus in phases this summer and fall. As of now, all summer classes are still scheduled to be held in an online format. For more information, visit msun.edu. Governor Steve Bullock, along with the COVID-19 Task Force, held a tele-town hall Wednesday, April 22nd, to answer questions regarding the phased reopening. Bullock said as the state of Montana starts to reopen on April 26th, the public should note that life will still be different. We're not out of woods yet with COVID-19, and our new normal is going to look different. So as we turn to support our Main Street businesses and get more families back to work during this time, we also have to make sure to be looking out for those around us and protecting everyone around us. Bullock assured the public that they will continue to monitor COVID-19 cases to see if Phase 1 is working for the state. We're going to be monitoring cases closely and carefully. We need to see how this first phase works for Montana in line with our continued efforts to slow the spread of this virus. For more information on Montana's reopening plan, visit covid19.mt.gov. Due to a reduction in traffic along Montana's border with Canada, as well as the 30-day extension of the ban on non-essential crossings, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has announced that six Montana ports will continue operating with reduced hours. The affected ports of entry are Raymond, Opime, Morgan, Turner, Del Bonita, and Pegan. 
The ports of Opime, Turner, Morgan, and Del Bonita will be open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The ports of Raymond and Pegan will remain open seven days a week, but with reduced hours. The port of Raymond will be open from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., while the port of Pegan will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. These hours will remain in effect until May 20th, or until the current travel restrictions are lifted. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is seeking public comment on a proposal to move Channel Catfish from the Lower Muscle Shell River to Jake's Reservoir via a wild fish transfer. FWP is also proposing to utilize artificial spawning boxes in Jake's Reservoir to maintain the Channel Catfish population in the reservoir in the future. The proposal is detailed in a draft environmental assessment, which will be open for public comment until May 16th and can be accessed on the FWP website. Hard copies can be mailed upon request. Jake's Reservoir is located about 20 miles northeast of Roy in Fergus County. For more information or to request a hard copy, contact Lewistown Area Fisheries Biologist Clint Smith at 538-2445 or clsmith at mt.gov. Turning to state news, a 28-year-old man who was being pursued by law enforcement officers for reportedly firing a gun at people in Kalispell died after crashing his car and shooting himself in Lake County. Lake County Sheriff Don Bell says Flathead County officials called at about 11 p.m. Thursday to report a pursuit may be headed their way. The driver, Dalton Lee of Kalispell, was reportedly homicidal and suicidal. Lake County were preparing to place spike strips on U.S. Highway 93 to stop the vehicle, but it crashed before then. Lee was found dead in the car of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Attorneys for the state have urged a Montana judge to reject a proposal seeking permission to collect signatures electronically for a recreational marijuana ballot initiative. The proposal is sought while preventive coronavirus measures are in place. The new approach Montana lawsuit argues state measures have impeded the group's ability to collect signatures. The AP reports state attorneys argue the proposal did not present enough evidence of voter fraud prevention and that the matter should be taken up with the executive or legislative branches. New approach seeks to legalize marijuana use for those 21 and older. A judge has scheduled a telephone hearing for next Tuesday. 300 miners and other workers are being laid off as the struggling western U.S. coal industry contends with diminished electricity use during the coronavirus pandemic. Navajo Transitional Energy Company says 73 workers at the Spring Creek Mine in southeastern Montana and 57 at the Antelope Mine in northeastern Wyoming are losing their jobs. St. Louis-based Peabody Energy, meanwhile, announced Thursday it is laying off 170 at Wyoming's largest coal mine, North Antelope Rochelle. Both companies cited economic conditions and declining coal demand. NTEC, a Navajo Nation company, acquired its two mines from Gillette-based Cloud Peak Energy in a 2019 bankruptcy sale. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has suspended a nationwide program used to approve oil and gas pipelines, power lines, and other utility work. The move was spurred by a court ruling that industry representatives warned could slow or halt numerous infrastructure projects over environmental concerns. A federal judge last week threw out a blanket permit that companies and public utilities have used for decades to build projects across streams and wetlands with minimal environmental review. The lack of review is a long-standing sore point for environmentalists who say it amounts to a loophole in water protection laws that puts wildlife at risk. 
Local and state officials are investigating after the body of a Helena man who was reported missing in December was found along U.S. Highway 287 south of Townsend. Broadwater County Sheriff Wynn Meehan says an autopsy confirmed the victim was 48-year-old Philip Arthur Pites. Meehan said the body was found last Friday morning. Pites's death is being investigated by officers in Broadwater and Lewis and Clark County and the state's Division of Criminal Investigation. Pites had been listed as a missing endangered person on December 19th after his crashed truck was found near a ranch north of Helena. He was last seen on December 2nd at Walmart in Helena, where he lived in his truck. Another 10,500 Montana residents filed new unemployment claims last week, bringing the total over the past five weeks to nearly 81,000. The Tax Foundation says the state's unemployment rate as of April 18th was 14.2%. The Department of Labor and Industry says its website is now set up to accept claims from the self-employed, independent contractors, and gig workers who are not eligible for regular unemployment benefits, but are eligible under the Coronavirus Relief Bill. The state expects to start issuing payments within the next 10 days. Eligible claimants may receive payments backdated to the week of March 15th. The Montana Historical Society has unveiled an updated design plan for a more than $32 million addition and renovation that no longer calls for an underground tunnel. The AP reports the new construction plans include the removal of 6th Avenue, so the existing building and the new Montana Heritage Center can be adjoined above ground. Montana Department of Agriculture and Engineering Administrator Russ Catherman says the underground tunnel would have been costly and posed a negative impact to visitor experience. Public comment for the design phase is due on May 5th. Some early construction stages could be completed by year's end. Turning to regional news, a Trump administration panel is urging government intervention to rescue America's nuclear fuel industries in a tough global marketplace. A task force appointed by President Donald Trump supported his proposed $1.5 billion taxpayer bailout for U.S. mined uranium and called Thursday for making it easier to mine on public lands. Among other changes, the Trump task force says the moves are necessary to save U.S. nuclear industrial base, quote, from the brink of collapse, end quote. Opponents call the proposal an industry bailout. A Minot assisted living facility is suing North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum and the State Health Department over an executive order that prohibits the use of an in-house beauty salon for its residents. Somerset Court says the executive order issued last month in response to the coronavirus is without sufficient justification or rationale. It's the first such lawsuit filed against the state related to COVID-19 executive orders. Health officials in North Dakota on Thursday said 32 additional people tested positive for COVID-19 since Wednesday bringing the state's total to 709. They also reported one new death, bringing the state's total to 15. The Calgary Stampede's Board of Directors has canceled the world-famous exhibition and rodeo this year because of COVID-19. Stampede officials say it was a difficult decision, but public health must come first. It's the first time the annual celebration of cowboy life hasn't been held in almost 100 years. The show that's dubbed the greatest outdoor show on earth attracts more than 100,000 people a day over its 10-day run, which includes a parade, a fair, a midway, a nightly rodeo, and chuck wagon races. It was scheduled to run this year from July 3rd to July 12th. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $4.51. Spring wheat is $4.84. For Blaine County, winter wheat is $4.41. Spring wheat is $4.79. For Liberty County, winter wheat is $4.56. Spring wheat is $4.84. For Shoto County, winter wheat is 451, 
Spring wheat is 484, and for Phillips County, winter wheat is 436, spring wheat is 474. And that does it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Friday, stay safe out on the roads, and remember to do your part to help flatten the curve.